Okay, anyway, enough. Time to go. Let's fucking do this. Rock on. Let's rip each other's heads off. Yeah. I want to put my feet on someone's shoulders and pry their head off. <laughs> I've always thought that that would just be a good time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. Welcome to the Pixel Chicken Podcast. I am your host, Stryker. With me, I have Phil. What's up? Freshly graduated. And I have Johnny. Yeah. Oh, oh I didn't graduate. I just finished the term. Hey, you graduated. I gra- you, you graduated this term. When, I graduated this term. When do you graduate? Uh, probably sometime next year. Good for I, you. I might even do a few more classes uh, the year after. But Phil is wearing a very elegant uh, turquoise v-neck t-shirt. Yeah. Ooh. It's very nice. I dig it. Looks good on him. Mm-hmm. Brings out his eyes. Oh. Johnny is wearing a shirt that is of a yet Deba- undetermined color. Debatable color. It's open to interpretation. I say it's a dark blue. He says it's green. Dark, I, dark. You know, I think it's kind of greenish, dark greenish bluish. Yeah. yeah. Dark greenish bluish. Okay. So it's both. Mm-hmm. Alright, whatever. Um, fuck you, fuck your shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so, we have oh, oh, some... Oh, Stryker is wearing a white I'm just wearing a white shirt. v-neck. It's all wrinkled up. Got a few stains on it. I don't wear it to work. Woke up and I garbage up with it mm-hmm. this, this morning. It's pretty rude. Oh. <laughs> it's 5.53. Uh, oh. Fucking go away! Shit! Don't you have somebody to say, you piece of shit? What, what is it, 5.15? 5, uh, yeah, no, it's up to 6.15, but whatever. That's okay, I don't care, I just need the start time. Um, alright. Alright, anyway, so we have some news today. Um, first, if you haven't already, check out our website, pixelchickengaming.com. Got a few articles on there. We will have more on there as well. Um, some some reviews and whatnot. Um, but check it out. Leave some comments. Let us know if you like it, what you think, if there's stuff you want on there that we don't have. Whatever. Just leave some comments. I don't even care if it's a emoji. Uh, eh, I'd rather it, would, it wasn't, but I mean, if, if we got an emoji on there, I'd be like, okay. Facebook has those luchador emojis with like... Please make them luchador emojis. Yeah. Use emojis. Only those. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so um, check that out. Uh, as always, you can follow us on Twitter. That's at pixel underscore chicken. Um, like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash pixel chicken podcast. Send your hate mail to Johnny. Mm-hmm. Podcast at gmail.com. So, today we've got some news items we're going to talk about. Um, there's been some uh, some gaming news in the last little while. We're also going to talk about uh, some stuff that we've been playing. So, uh, with that said, 
Let's just dig right in. Mm. Let's dig in. Let's do it. Let's dig into this meal of news. Um, right off the bat, we can just talk about the biggest news in the last little while, and that's the PlayStation VR. So there was a... Uh, I think we talked about it actually a few weeks ago. They announced there was going to be an event or announcements around this time. And so we know the release date. We know the price. We know what it includes. We know uh, pretty well the launch lineup of games. Um, we just have a lot more information about the PlayStation VR. Ooh. So I figure let's just let's just dig right in. First thing, um, let's talk about the... Well, the release date is, is pretty quick. It's October something. I did, was there a date? I thought it was just October. It might just be October. So the date is October, which is cool. Um, I like... October because it's my birthday month. It's, it's a birth month. Mine too. Mine it's too. mine too. Weird, dude. Wow. Oh, no fucking like way. That. Yeah, we I don't want to share that. We should stop recording. Together. We have a destiny. Um. So yeah, October is cool. It gives them time to, you know, start getting uh, getting it out for the holidays and stuff. It's nice that it's not launching in November though, like a lot of big things. Yeah, it gives it a little little more time to enjoy it before we start having to. And it's also nice that it's not right, like, it's not right now. Some people thought it was going to be, like, in two months. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I did. That wouldn't make sense. Well, that's what the Vive and Oculus are doing, and I don't like that. Because Vive and Oculus are releasing this expensive hardware that would sell pretty well on a Christmas season. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's now going to be overshadowed. It'll have been out, you know, for a long time. It's perfect to release in October. That'll make it a big new Christmas toy. You know? Yeah, and it makes sense for what they're going for. I mean, we talked about this from the beginning that PlayStation, the PlayStation VR is obviously going to target the more kind of casual uh, gaming experience from from a VR standpoint. I mean, they all are to a certain extent, but you know, PlayStation, Sony, the brand holds more weight with with the casual folks than, mm-hmm. than, you know, Vive or Oculus. So it makes sense for them to release it on the holidays. You know, it's crazy to me. It's kind of funny. And I don't know how this is going to work, but it looks like the Move controllers mm-hmm. are back. They're back. Hmm. You asked, they delivered the it's Move a, controllers. It's like the one time where they there's like a purpose yeah. to the Move controllers and the PlayStation camera. Yeah, it only took... What five, five years, years for them to have yeah. a purpose? So the PlayStation camera, as soon as they announced it was a requirement for the VR and the price, mm-hmm. the sales for it went up over a thousand percent. Yeah, <laughs> now it's on pace to possibly outsell the Kinect, or it probably will. Yeah, by the by, you know, in the coming months. Um, so I bought one just now. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. yeah. So let's talk about uh, let's talk about that. The price. Okay. So the price. The price is three ninety nine ninety nine for the for the standard bundle. They have said that there will be other bundles in the North America that include Move controllers and the PlayStation camera. So we don't know the price of those yet. What we know is the three ninety nine ninety nine bundle includes the headset, um, the piece, the processing piece, whatever that is, mm-hmm. two HDMI cables to hook uh, one from the headset to the device. The other to the from the device to the to the PlayStation. I'm guessing, right? Um, Am I right yes. about that, or maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Anyway, there's two. That's that's all that matters. Um, and what else is in there, Johnny? What in else? The is bundle. In there? Yeah. 
I don't know. Oh. I actually don't know. Don't, okay, well, <laughs> let's check that out. Um, so I, it, I was surprised when you said it was a bundle. I was like, oh, is it? <laughs> yeah. It doesn't I, come with a camera. It doesn't come with the camera or the move controllers. Those you have to get separately. Um, now, I will say this about the move controllers. before they Now, they didn't have a, a real great purpose, but they were good controllers. Yeah, they, they were better than the Motion Plus. Yeah, they felt, they felt good. They were comfortable. You know, they, they were nice controllers. So they the balls. Yeah, the balls. Nice. I don't I don't mind them using something like that that they, they already have. I mean, it makes sense. Um, it also comes with five games. Comes? Oh, wait. So, it'll, there, so there will be a bundle that comes with the move and the camera, but that's not the $400 version. I thought the $400 version was mostly just on its own, but I didn't... Yeah, it is. I mean, it's the more standalone thing. But I, I do believe every, pretty much every headset, like ed, every bundle that comes with the headset, also comes with the the. It's All a, right. it's in a package. So, um, so the, there is a lot of games launching. I don't know what comes with the with the PlayStation bundle. I think I thought I heard that there was like five games that that actually came bundled with the headset. Well, no I know that the the, the move space or whatever the fuck it's called the, you know the playroom. Right, yeah, the playroom. Yeah. And then there was some other experience that it came with. And I thought there was like the now what was the game that you said the London Heist or London something? Heist, which was which reminds me of uh Red Steel. Yeah, I think it's like in the vein of the of the getaway. I don't know if it's like the same characters or something, mm-hmm. but um it's it's one of the launch games and I don't know if it's bundled with the system or not, but it looked pretty cool. It was kind of a standard, just like a fun experience. It showed them like like you know, driving and shooting out tires and stuff, and he's like looking back. And then will it be the very first uh, virtual reality experience to include a slew of f bombs? No, no, I'm sure there's plenty of those out I think there. Those exist. Oh man, dude, yeah. there's VR porn, man. They got everything already. They got everything. True. Um, but there's a lot of games coming out. So they also announced that there was, I think they said, 50 games that will be out between. The time that it launches in October and the end of the year. So in the span of three months, there will be 50 games launching for the for the PlayStation VR. Wow. Which is pretty incredible. I mean, that's a lot of shit. Mm-hmm. And that's in, that includes a lot of different stuff. I mean, there's a there's a large variety of games. There's a, like some Star Wars Battlefront experience. Thing yeah, they, there's like two Star exploring Wars Exploring Tatooine. And then there's uh, Golem, which is like you play some... Girl with a golem. What wasn't that made by? Who's that made by? That's, There's the development team is. Fuck, dude, I don't know anything about these games. <laughs> I thought there was a pretty big studio behind that game. Um, um, There's a trailer, so I'm sure there is. It's got it's got pretty graphics. Mm-hmm. Um, the problem, the the thing is, is that these games are relatively small, and they just got announced, so it, you don't really hear anything about them. Eve Valkyrie's coming, but um, that was a big Oculus thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's cool. It looks, you know, it looks neat. Something. Um, oh, the new Ace Combat game, Ace Combat Seven. Right. Which is which uh, could be cool. That's a that's an interesting thought. That would be fun to play in VR. One thing that I thought was kind of cool that they talked talked about is that every game can be played in PlayStation VR. Every PS4 game, whether it's VR or not, and the way it works is that like. So the way I understand it is that you can play a normal game in PlayStation VR and it will like display, you know, like a screen. Yeah. And the screen can be up to like huge 
pretty much. It can be really large. I don't remember the exact dimensions, but uh, um, you know, it'll display like a screen and stuff, so you can play That's these games. Awesome in the in the PlayStation so VR. So actually, when I had my Oculus, I, I had something like that where you could just called like desktop VR. And you could add like a movie theater that you're sitting in, like a chair. I'm getting a fucking PlayStation VR. Um, but yeah, you could watch movies in your curved big screen. And something about the depth of it was just really fucking cool. Yeah, that would be awesome. And the coolest thing about it is the thought of being able to like play a game while someone else is using your TV. You know, that, that's a that's something that interests me. Like when when you know when I have my fiance and I, and we both you know we maybe we want to do something different and we're want to use the same TV so that's kind of a cool thought too I don't know how I, like I, well I guess you wear like the headphones and stuff which it comes with too oh so the Until Dawn DLC is coming out with it uh, oh right, right. Until yeah. Dawn Rush of Blood which appears to be a haunted roller coaster I mean it's gonna have nothing to do with Until Dawn but it's got the name on it so so Sounds these cool. so these are the five games that are launching day of um, they are, let me look it up real quick. So they are, uh, PlayStation VR Worlds, which is the one you mentioned. Um, and then the London Heist, which we already talked about. VR Luge. What? Yeah, it's like a luge game, literally. Like, you <laughs> race down the street. It actually looks kind of cool. Like, the graphics were pretty good and stuff, but it looked kind of fun. Like, they're going, like, 100 miles an hour down a really steep road and, like, underneath cars and stuff, uh-huh. which I feel like would be pretty fun and, and exciting to, to do in VR. Like, that's something I wouldn't give a shit about normally, but the thought of doing that in VR is kind of cool. Um, yeah. VR, especially at launch, is, like, anything you do yeah, is cool. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's kind of like, like the... A soccer game? Yeah, sign me up. Fuck! That was the loudest thing. <laughs> That's okay. Um, and then the other two were... Let's see. Oh, Until Dawn, Rush of Blood, which you mentioned. And uh, Tumble VR, which is like a like a puzzle kind of looking game. So those are the five launch titles. And then obviously I'm, in the coming weeks, I'm sure there will be a lot more. And then even more in the, in the months after. So, um, yeah, it's... I, it's really interesting. I mean, that price point three ninety nine ninety nine. I think is the is the sweet spot. I think we kind of guessed that that's probably what it would be, mm-hmm. right around there. It's better than I thought it was going mm-hmm. to be. What do you uh, think it was going to be? I thought it was going to be a hundred dollars more. That was going to be five hundred. Uh, yeah, and I thought it was that would have been really bad. But I thought that they would have had to do it mm-hmm. because everybody else is so much higher than that. And yeah, it was just like, man, this must be really expensive. Oh wow! <laughs> you know, this I feel is like, doable. I feel like their their probably their justification was that it just couldn't be higher than the console because that would because whether or not you know not comparing it to the other ones because you and you or Phil or I I mean we we could look at it and be like well five hundred is not too bad when you look at the other ones but then the general public is going to look at it and be like wow it costs more than the console that doesn't make a lot of sense so yeah, I mean. For a while, I was contemplating. Well, I mean, if it's going to cost that much, maybe I could just take that money and um, they bumped down the price of the Xbox One recently, right? I don't. I think I could just take that money and get an Xbox One and, and just play Tomb Raider with that. But um, it, I completely changed my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, the other interesting thing is that they are not. They are getting profit with with the sales. So they did say that it's not. They're not selling it at a loss. 
Yeah, which and is, when they, they estimated in the past, they would. And I think that, I don't know, I think the stars have really aligned for them. Like, they had the pretty good hardware that they invested and wasted their invest. Like, like the PlayStation camera and the uh, the Move are really expensive investments for Sony. Like, really costly. And that's what Valve and them had to start, like, from scratch to design the their controllers for the Oculus and Vive. Yeah, that's a good point. They kind of have groundwork laid already. Yeah. And not, not only that, like, people can just buy them right now. Like, that's huge. Which yeah. I think people like. I mean, even though they can't use the headset now, obviously, the fact that they can, well, I can, you know, buy the accessories and just be ready for it. I mean, that's, a, that's always a, a, an interesting thought when something gets announced, so... Um, there was one other thing that I was going to say. Oh, they did... I, I don't remember what Sony exec it was that said it, but he, uh, one of them said that um, that they won't even... They pretty much won't even consider develop getting... Or okaying a game, basically greenlighting a game that runs at less than 60 frames uh, per second. On, on the, Which makes sense, but it was cool to hear a Sony exec actually come out and say that. Yeah. Um, so... This is going to be such a magical Christmas... Or, or season of games because just the next the next few months leading up to the holidays, even including like the summer and springtime, is just fucking insane with, oh, yeah. with all the games that are. Yeah. I mean, it's ridiculous. I'm having such a hard time keeping up now with the games that I want to play. And year of video games. And Dark Souls isn't even fucking out yet. Dark Souls. I am so stoked about Ratchet and Clank. That I can barely contain it. I know that sounds like of all the games coming out next month, you got, or next month and the month after, you have Doom, Uncharted Four, Dark Souls Three. Um, oh shit! What's the other one? Well, Ratchet and Clank, and then there's one big one I'm missing. Did I already say Uncharted? You said Uncharted, yeah. Yeah. Well, there's there's a few big ones. I, I might be missing one, but out of all those, I'm obviously super stoked about all of them, but. Uh, I am really excited for Ratchet and Clank. It just looks... I love those games so much, and this one looks beautiful. Like, it... I'm so... I'm shocked at looking at it, how amazing it looks. <laughs> graphically. It's just... I don't know. I, some, it just looks super appealing to me. Um, but yeah, I feel like it's... Going back to the PlayStation VR, I just feel like Sony is, like, doing everything right so far with it. Yeah. You know? Like, the, I, there isn't one thing about the any of the announcements or the price point or the bundle or really anything that I can point a finger at and say, yeah, that's cool, but, you know, I wish that they would have done this or that. Like, everything about it's just, I feel like they're they're making really smart decisions. It was a say, really hard thing to pull off, and they're yeah. doing it. I mean, think about when this was first announced that they were investing in this and that there's going to be a PlayStation VR we were all super skeptic about oh, it. Oh, yeah, no, I thought it was screwed. Yeah, yeah. We, it, I mean, we thought it was I remember like, that episode. Yeah, we talked about how there's no way, you know, that the PlayStation 4 can handle the um, the processing for this for these games and all this stuff. And, I mean, they've just come out and not only silenced the doubters and sort of uh, gotten rid of all the fears that, and skepticism that we had, but then they've also gone a step further and made this like just incredibly appealing to to not only the maybe the casual people but also people like us who know who know about the Vive and the Oculus and stuff like that. So it's it's like a, it's hard to believe that it's the same company that had the PlayStation Three launch 
Yeah, I mean they've just went. they've covered all their bases, and they're and like you said, they're taking mistakes that they made previously. Maybe not mistakes, but things that that didn't really pay off, like mm-hmm. the camera and the move controllers. And they're somehow incorporating those into this, so yeah. that they're gonna they're like gonna. It's just funny, like those it's things bringing are new relevance to these older. Yeah, things. it's bringing new relevance, and and they're kind of gonna rebound on these old accessories that people that are just lying around yeah. in stores that you see, you know. Uh, now I wish I would have got them when you see them in stores, like, super discounted. They said that the camera's going to go up in price, so you should get one while you can. They're all sold out on Amazon, but they're restocking in two days. They're, like, 40 bucks. Yeah. Like, they've gone down to, like, 20 in the past on sale, but they won't now. I've seen them get super cheap, and I've always been like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Now I really wish that I would have. Yeah. <laughs> and, the move, and move controllers. Are they... Are the PS3 move? Are they all universal? I don't know. I was curious about that too because they don't. I haven't seen a PS3 move controller being sold like new in a long time. So I'm guessing they're just basically getting old stock and rebranding it for PS4. But I, I would imagine they're universal, right? I mean, it's the same move controller. They didn't say anything about it being like the PlayStation. You, you can buy those too, yeah. Um, hmm. And they're PlayStation Three. But they'll work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I mean, it's it's very exciting. That's uh, that's what I'll say to sum it up. And then another thing that Sony talked about this week. Did we have anything else about the P- PlayStation VR? I'm totally Did sold by it. Other than that, Phil, you're sold. You're gonna get one launch. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I don't know, maybe like a week after launch or something. But I'm gonna get it. Let me ask you this, Johnny. Did I pre-orders haven't gone up for the U.S. yet? Only U.K. Right. Yeah, they're not up. Okay. But when they're up, we're gonna have to keep our eye out. Oh mm. yeah, those that I I I those will wonder. Go quick. Yeah. Super quick. I yeah. I mean, the Oculus sold out in a day. Yeah. The Vive, I don't know. But yeah, I'm. Um, yeah, we gotta keep our eyes out. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so another thing that Sony talked about uh, in some of their press is they. They went out, they basically, um, actually it was Microsoft first. So Microsoft, I don't remember if it was, I think it was Phil Spencer that mentioned it. But um, there's been a lot of talk with Microsoft recently because they are, you know, obviously they're making a bigger push to sort of capture the PC market or at least kind of regain the trust of the PC market and um, bringing Xbox One games to PC and doing like cross-platform stuff, and the I don't know if the question came up to Phil Spencer or if he just brought it up himself, but he basically came out and said that he would be open and willing to um, allow developers the basically give developers permission to allow cross-platform play between uh, PlayStation and Xboxes. That's great uh, online, which is obviously something that's that's never been allowed up to this point. Um, it's it's always been I mean since the PS2 and Xbox days it's always been mm-hmm. you know they have their separate networks and there was no no mingling between the two you know they've I think they've both dabbled between cross play with PC platforms but that's a bit different um, the thought of two rival consoles being in agreement about this and then basically Sony came out and they were they were pretty vague with their response um, so I don't know if they're how they feel about that. But uh, they didn't seem opposed to it um, in in their in their response. So I thought that was a really interesting scenario. I think that 
maybe Microsoft is sort of realizing that I don't know the Xbox One is you know it's behind in sales so I don't know if they're if it's them kind of waving the white flag or if it's just them being like you know whatever we'll 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 do whatever we can to to um, to regain loyalty from from our customers or I I don't know exactly what the strategy is but I think it's cool it's a yeah. cool prospect man you lift console segregation and. I don't know, man. If I have a friend who's a an Xbox person, and he becomes friends with a PlayStation person, I don't want to be around. What's that next? <laughs> you know, yeah. fucking riding in the streets, fucking 3DS looting. players, dogs and cats, 3DS players together, and PSP players, ew, mass hysteria. Yeah, dogs and cats, fucking mating in the trees. Who knows? I, I'm just. I know that sounds what? crazy. <laughs> I, I just looked out and saw the the tree behind you, and for some reason, that's the first thing that came to my mind. This is completely off topic, but one time when I was young, I remember there was two raccoons mating. Whoa! In a tree across the street, no, they were fucking. Okay, dude. It's not all are you. Now listeners. here's the thing. This is across the street from my the house I grew up in. Mm-hmm. Out, so I'm in the kitchen looking out the window. <laughs> wait, like pretty fucking far because it's not only across the street, but it's behind the neighbor's house mm-hmm. in this big tree, way up in the air, and I can hear them fucking <laughs> from the kitchen. Jeez. So th- they were loud. I mean, it was just they were into it. They were into it. It was gross. gross. It lasted a while too. Like. I watch like nature videos and stuff, and animals they just kind of like, hey, all right, it's time, uh, done. Yeah, and they're just they go about their business. These raccoons were, <laughs> I think they were making love. That <laughs> <laughs> yeah, was weird. So for some reason, I just thought of that when we were talking. You know, I, that made me think of two, when two of our dogs were missing. Two smaller dogs. I was looking for them. I opened I opened the door to the garage and I looked down and. Um, there's both of them humping each other and they pause for a minute and they just look at me and then I just turn around and close the door and be like and I was just like mom I found the dogs yeah they were on. mad that you walked in on them interrupted they were ashamed <laughs> oh that's funny it's forbidden love um so yeah so anything else about animals maybe um no, no, I, don't good, I don't have any good dog fucking stories yeah, okay uh you got a lot of years to live hopefully you'll get a good one soon um so yeah, going back to that, Sony and Microsoft being a you know cross-platform play, it's a very interesting concept. I don't think that I don't see why it's not a thing that they do already. I, well, I was I was going to say something that that's actually wrong because I've literally bought a game because my friends owned it on one console. I'm sure we all have. Yeah. So I think that it it has potential to be to to shift sales for certain titles. I would mm-hmm. say. Um, but it's it's a cool concept. Um, another thing. So I think we might have mentioned this a while ago. Uh, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Platinum game, mm-hmm. Mutants in Manhattan. I think it's the subtitle. Is that uh, kind of a does it is that a throwback to an older game? No, it's just oh. a, it's just Platinum doing a Ninja Turtles game. So I actually saw gameplay for the first time this week. They showed some gameplay, and. Uh, you know, it looks it looks fun. It looks like a fun, like some of the some of it looks kind of wonky, the animations and stuff. But <laughs> but it's it was surprising because it's like more open world than I expected. Like you, really? yeah, you run around the city. They can climb up the walls oh, cool. and like 
they like can grind around on like <laughs> rails and stuff. Sweet. And, and that's so turtles though. Yeah, it is. And they can like you can float like with a turtle parachute <laughs> and just silly stuff and and yeah, it showed they kind of have like a like an actual sort of open world type of feel to it. They were all running around together and objectives would pop up over here and then so they'd have to run over and beat up some guys and foot soldiers and whatnot. And uh, it looked pretty fun. I could see playing it with... It's a lot of foot soldiers in the city. Oh, yeah. Tons of them. Yeah, it's been overrun by foot soldiers, really. But don't you know that they pickpocket people? They that's, hire te- they're, they're everywhere. They hire teenagers to do it for them. I bet you what happened in the Ninja Turtles and shit. in the Ninja Turtles universe is that uh, they had cross-platform play. Yeah. And everything went to hell. Foot soldiers invaded. <laughs> Fucking foot soldiers. Everybody became foot soldiers. Everyone became foot soldiers. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it looked cool. I think it would be a f- it would be a fun throwback to just play with some buddies and go around beating the shit out of foot soldiers. Hell yeah! So and it had you know cool boss battles. It looked like, which I think is obviously it's a platinum sort of staple to have bombastic over the top boss battles. So why not? Too? That lends itself really well to the Ninja Turtles franchise. I'm not crazy about the way their faces look. Yeah, they, they look like a mix between the classic turtles and the ones from the movies. Yeah, they look kind of weird. Something weird about I don't know if it's their noses. I don't know. But I do like Raphael. That's all I know. Raphael does look badass. Um, the graphics look good, too. Mm-hmm. It has a nice art style. So that's that. That's enough. <laughs> um, some fighting game news. Since, since we last talked about uh, fighting games... <laughs> Uh, Street Fighter V's March update's coming out this month. Now, I don't know, you guys probably aren't aware of this, but in certain Street Fighter circles that I'm a part of, it's an exclusive group, um, (laughs) they were worried that the March update would not come out, would be pushed back, because it was starting to get late into the month and there was no word on this. And then all of a sudden they came out, and, and now, they also said, maybe they'll split up, they'll have the, like, the DLC... And then they'll have the fixes kind of separated because it was just like, it was, I think they announced it like just last week. It was already like the middle of the month almost, but, uh, they were wrong. March updates coming out. It's going to have Alex. They showed him off, showed his, um, special moves, his V trigger and, um, those that his, uh, critical or critical, whatever the fuck it's called is ultra combo thing. And, uh, he looks fucking awesome. God, I love Alex. He's so cool. Is the store out? Not yet. No, the March update isn't out yet. Yeah. Uh, they they announced it, but they haven't announced like when it will come out. So, so the March the store goes with them. yeah. Everything comes out in one big lump. Um, and there's a ton of fixes they put have in place too. I mean, they really that there's actually. I mean, it's a significant drop this March update. There's a ton of bug fixes and character balance tweaks. They're launching the store. And a DLC character. So, I mean, that's a pretty substantial update, you know, not even a month after the game came out. So, I, you know, I like I like this where things are going. I think they're off to a good start. Um, King of Fighters, more characters were announced actually today, but a few days ago they, there was a leak that showed the um, rumored full roster. Um, now there was an even f- going further, further back. There was a leak a long time ago that basically said, here's what the roster's going to be. And so far, every 
like batch of uh, reveals for the roster that have come out have backed that up. Ooh. So it seems like it was actually pretty accurate. And the latest um, trailer kind of backs it up as well. So I'm really happy with the roster. It's very old school King of Fighters and the and the people that they chose. Um, and I feel like it's look it looks better and better with every trailer. Yeah. I mean, it, it doesn't look on par with some of the other fighting games, you know, Tekken 7 and Street Fighter 5, but... Um, I don't think it has to. I think it, you know, King of Fighters has always kind of had its own its own appeal in the fighting system and stuff, and it's got a huge roster. So, and like I said, it really does honestly look way better than it did when they first announced it. And I, I would imagine it's only going to keep getting that way until until it's time for release. So, well, I'm still super stoked for it. Um, Killer Instinct season three. Uh, General, what's his name from Gears of War? Marcus Penis? No, 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 not him. General Ram. Ram. Are you fucking serious? He's going to be a, t- a guest character in King of Killer Instinct. Cool. Uh, in addition to Arbiter and um, Rash from Battletoads. Whatever, man. <laughs> Fun. And uh, what is Killer Instinct anymore? Uh, so yeah, they, Killer Instinct has basically become the Smash Brothers of of Microsoft. The Microsoft Smash Brothers. Yeah, there's. Definitely, with the season three release, it's it's more geared towards guest characters, which I think is cool. It's fun. They look sweet too, and they're they're um, especially uh, Rash. So that's the one I'm most excited for. They're, the only thing I'm missing is Savage Dragon. <laughs> Savage Dragon. They need, fucking, they need, Savage they Dragon. need some. They need. They need some <laughs> Savage Dragon action. Yeah, that would be cool. Street Fighter. Or Killer Instinct. I still wish that Spawn would have been a guest character in Mortal Kombat, like I Hell heard. Oh yes. Because remember that remember that rumor when that was floating around? Wasn't he on Soul Calibur 2 for the Xbox? Yes. He was. But think of how well he would have fit into Mortal Kombat. Oh, it yeah. would have been a perfect marriage. He would have had the best fatalities. Oh god, that would have been amazing. Speaking of fatalities, Mortal Kombat uh, Triborg, he has a fatality called Death Machine, <laughs> where he literally turns into like a press and sucks the character in and then, like, presses them down and blood just, like, spurts out and stuff. Okay. And then he just spits out a block of this of character flesh and meat. And that you can see, like, an eye. So it's like each block looks a bit different depending on the character. That is insane. It's just... What's it called? It's What's It's called his name? Death Machine. Triborg's Fatality. It's the most ridiculous... Like, I was playing as the new characters just to check them out. And uh, I was playing, my, and Aaron was, you know, sitting there, and I was just checking out the fatalities, and I did the Death Machine one, and we both watched it and just hysterically laughed because it was so. <laughs> Dude, ridiculous. it's happening to Leatherface. Yeah. Isn't that? Look at that. Oh! And then it just spits out a block of Leatherface. Uh, it's pretty great. Anyway, so that's cool. Um, that's pretty much all, all we have for. Uh, <laughs> For, talk about Hitman. Oh yeah, Hitman came out. The the what well a, at least episode one of Hitman. What a fart! And it's not even that the game is bad. No, I think nobody's the game's... saying anything really bad about the game. Uh-uh. It's just that they're marketing everything about this is just a disaster. It's not selling. I, I looked at the sales charts. It's it's smack dab at the bottom. Nobody gets it. Nobody nobody wants what they're trying to do, and it's clear. And nobody's fucking buying it. And maybe one day next year, when they come out with all of them, no, 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 that's a thing. The they the full disc release got pushed back to 2017. Yeah, next year. Yeah. So 
Okay, sorry. Um, so yeah, we're not even going to get the full-blown thing. And I'm not going to buy it until I get the I don't want to play episode one. I've yeah. never played it. It's a Hitman it. game. I don't... Yeah, it's fucking Hitman. It's not like I was like, oh boy, I want a Splinter Cell campaign in eight chunks over the course of a year. Like, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to play it all at once in a weekend. Like, I don't get this. When did, it, when did it, they ever get it in their minds that that's what the industry wanted or needed? Like what? You know what's the what, what the are the fuck benefits? were they thinking? And, and not only that, I hate reboots that don't feel like reboots. Like like I think that there's nothing particularly wrong with reboot if it feels fresh. Yeah, there is like they just called this game Hitman. I don't know why it looks like Absolution. It's just episodic Absolution. It looks like a mixture of Absolution and Blood Money. I'll, I'll say gameplay wise, it, it looks. But that's not yeah. a reboot. No, it's not. You're you're completely right. So it's like that's why doesn't it have a subtitle after its name? Is it different from Hitman Agent Forty Seven? Sometimes they've just made all new games that might have taken place after the previous game, but just refer to it as a reboot. They've yeah, done but that. Yeah, and I don't like that though. It's so dumb. Like, yeah, Thief, I don't like it either. Thief Four went from Thiaf. You know, I would accept it just fine if it was a physical release. I would have been fine with that. I would have been too. And I d- why can't they just... Why didn't they go the cheap route and just call it Hitman Zero? Anyway, but the episodic thing is so... It kills any interest I would have had in this game. Yeah, and the, I mean, you look at how they're marketing it. What you can buy right now, what what is getting reviews, is something called Hitman Intro Pack. That's like what the game is officially classified. That's the new release. You're not playing Hitman. You're playing Hitman Intro Pack. That's the official title of the $15 purchase you can make right now. They're probably thinking to themselves, this shit is the way of the future, man. Yeah, We are ushering in a new era. It's not Hitman Episode 1, the Chrysalis of Demise. It's not yeah. something fucking awesome. No, it's called Hitman Intro Pack. Oh, look at these savings. Like, that's the first thing I'm thinking when I hear that name is Bargain Bin. <laughs> it, that, it just doesn't make sense for that kind of game. No, Not I mean, every game can be that, that like, an episodic thing. It works for certain games. It works for, I mean, to an extent, it works for, like, fighting games and online-only shooters and stuff like that. But a game that's solely designed around moment-to-moment experiences and very linear and kind of story-driven, why the fuck would I want to play that over the course of a year or however long it takes for this game to come out? Why would I want to do that? Seriously, why? Like, what? what is the benefit of doing that? And, and the other thing about it is that by the time the actual full disc release comes out, people aren't going to want it because they're it's going to be already kind of like watered down in, in, yeah. in the gaming public's minds because they're going to see... You know, really check it out, episode it. four, episode five. And then by the time the game comes out, they're going to be like, oh, I've been hearing about this game for a year now. I yeah. don't really care about it anymore. And nobody's going to play the episodes as they come out. Like, maybe maybe there's some people, yeah, maybe oh, yeah. there's some diehards out there that really like it and like playing through the same level over and over again. There's always a lot of options, and that's that's the appeal of, of Hitman games is, is going through maybe multiple times and doing... But you, you, I feel like, for me, I do that after the fact. I'm not going to play this level, beat it, and then immediately play it again. I don't enjoy doing that. I want to move on and maybe come back to it later and try and, you know, once I get better at the game and stuff. But that just doesn't sound... 
I mean, it's a, it's like Ground Zeroes, but imagine if Metal Gear Solid Five was released. Well, maybe that's a bad example, but it would be like if it was released over the course of a year. I mean, it would be Metal Gear Solid Five was released in pieces. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Well, I was gonna say, yeah. <laughs> well, there couldn't be any controversy around that, could there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But anyway, it's silly. But I'm sure it, it looks cool. The game itself looks cool. The gameplay, the stealth mechanics and stuff, I feel like they have a really good thing there, which is also unfortunate because they're just not picking the right way to showcase it, mm-hmm. in my opinion. So um, that's all the gaming news that uh, we have, unless you guys had something else you want to talk about. I'm good. No. Got some. Uh, got a couple movie things. Oh yeah, just two. Uh, new Captain America Civil War trailer. Yes, and everyone has been wondering, where is Spider Man? What is he doing? Is he going to be in this movie? Uh, like they said, is it just going to be a real small cameo? And finally, they sh- released a trailer that shows Spider Man. Yes, just a very quick glimpse at the end. Just several weeks, just several days before the release of Batman v Superman. So. Some can speculate that it's a huge middle finger to Warner Brothers. I I didn't like the trailer. I loved the last trailer. I and I'm going to see the movie. Yeah. To me, that having him show up at the end of that trailer was like I, I didn't need to know that. I, I didn't want to know that. I wanted to see the movie and see his fun appearance. No, that's he's valid. Clear, that's he's very clearly fair. not going to be a, a, a huge part of the movie, mm-hmm. but he's fucking Spider-Man, and I know that they really want people to, oh, well, Spider-Man's going to show up, so you should pay to see the movie, and that's just all that felt. Mm-hmm. It felt soulless. It's just like Wonder Woman showing up at the end of the Batman v Superman. It's sure. just like, there she is! Yeah, it, I you felt like... You like this character, right? There she is, she's in it. And, and the last trailer was really, really good and like perfectly edited and, and it was a movie trailer it yeah wasn't a marketing and it showed exactly that's a really good point it it did a perfect job of summing up the conflicts between the characters it made you feel the emotion and everything and what you're kind of going in for and uh it didn't feel like you saw quick glimpses of like black panther and stuff but it felt mm-hmm. organic this trailer did feel like it was just a marketing thing. Oh yeah, sure. and, and that's fine. I don't, I'm not. Yeah. I didn't want to discuss like the quality of the trailer. I totally agree with you. Like I it said, was... they were probably trying to get people to talk about Captain America just a few days before Batman v, v Superman right. came out. But let's do this. Let's just talk about Spider Man and his his appearance, the way he looked, and what he said, because that's that's the main point. Mm-hmm. I wanted to make. Hi guys. <laughs> yeah, he said he he said something Spider Man esque just yeah. real quick. Um, his suit. His eyes moved. Yeah, his eyes moved. The and mask... they made like a little. They when they moved, I noticed they made like a little like robotic sound. Yeah. So I wonder if he's like using some sort of Iron Man tech. Probably. If, maybe if that's going to be part of those that. That story. just might be it, or he might he might like build it in his basement or something. Yeah, or, something like that. I I like the fact that the masks look that mask looks a lot like you know really old school Spider Man comic books. Now I've always I felt been... like his whole suit kind of looked like that. Mm-hmm. It had an old school vibe to me. Absolutely, and I've always well, I've always been really laid back about the Spider-Man costume. It always looked like Spider-Man to me. It's fine. Um, a lot of other people have been really nitpicky about it, but I'm really I'm really excited about this uh, this mm-hmm. Spider-Man costume. Yeah, it'll be cool. Um, so Spider-Man was cool. So the other thing on the movie the movie announcements. This was just yesterday, I think, the day before. Yeah, Indiana five. Jones Five. It's official. It's happening. Spielberg, uh, Harrison Ford. They're back. 
I don't got a good feeling about this. I'm, I, I I'm, worry. I'm not. I don't like. I don't need another one. I don't need it. Maybe not. He's old. Stop. Fucking Spiel, Spielberg is good. He's a good director. Great. He, he's Spielberg's good. great. Fuck you. Spielberg no, is Spielberg great. was great. He is good. I I, I don't right. think that Spiel- in your opinion. No no no. I think modern Spielberg is good. Old Spielberg was great. He's gotten old. The, he's not like George Lucas, you know. But you know, he he had his prime. George Lucas, and he's I, not in it. George Lucas is important because um, hopefully he has no part in this movie, like he did with Crystal Skull. Yeah, George Lucas fucked he needs Crystal to save Skull. The hell away. I, yes. I'm not worried that Five will be like Crystal Skull. I'm not worried it'll be a bad movie. It just to me, it just I don't know. In in light of all of the all the movie news I hear anymore is marketing things like here's a sequel to something you know here's a sequel to something you know and then and then they're so excited to just push yet another thing and a lot of these things are things that I never thought I want another one of mm-hmm. and then it's like here's a sequel I mean and they're not always bad the new Independence Day doesn't look bad but as soon as I heard it was announced I'm like I don't fucking want that like <laughs> I wish here's what I wish Indiana Jones is honestly it might be my favorite franchise of all time. There's, I, I, I'm thinking about it in my head, and I've, I've actually thought about this, and I love Star Wars, obviously, but Indiana Jones is, there's just something about it that I hold very dearly. And uh, I wish that Kingdom of the Crystal Skulls wouldn't have happened, and they could just, that, that this Indiana Jones coming out would just be the... The only one since the Last Crusade. That's what I wish. Because then I wouldn't feel I. I because I kind of agree with you, Johnny, um, to an extent that I wish I don't really need this to happen. Um, but if Kingdom of the Crystal Skulls never happened, I probably wouldn't feel that way. But True. the thing is, That's it did happen. It, yeah. it did happen. So you like, can't just you can't. Indiana separate Jones yourself. already made a comeback, and it was so lame. But also, like. It's kind of it's first of all it's tainted my desire to have anything more. Mm-hmm. But it, he acted like Indiana Jones in that movie, but he also acted old, and his acting scenes were really bad. So it was like, I, that's why. I, and and Harrison Ford, like one of the only complaints I had with Han Solo in the new Star Wars was the one scene where he was running from uh, enemies in an action scene, and he was punching somebody and he was shooting somebody, and he was like running really slowly because he's fucking ancient now. <laughs> And and it was really kind of sad. Like there was a one where he was fighting the the squid monster in the weird green screen fight, and it looked really fake. Yeah, it was probably better that they killed him. You know, and so yeah, no, and and I think it is actually mm-hmm. because he's he's old, and they did that. That was perfect, the perfect for Star Wars. But spoiler alert, fucking Phil over here. Fuck. Yeah, if you haven't seen Star Wars, it's in theaters. Check it out. Um, <laughs> Check yeah. it out. It's cool. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, no, Indiana Jones, like, well, well, unless they're just like, hey, Chris Pratt is the new indie, fuck Shia LaBeouf, and Indiana Jones is going to be like Rocky in that one. Well, that's, that's <laughs> what I'm, that's what I'm thinking. I mean, you but know, we do have I, I do find yeah, it fascinating, will. though. I just recently found out that in the Indiana Jones continuity, he Indiana Jones does, in fact, live into the 90s, and he eventually winds up with an eye patch. What? I'm serious. What, what the fuck what continuity that... is this? The Indiana Jones continuity. No. Like, is this in comic book form? No, no, or... this is, this is a, like official. No, 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 but where did you hear this? Nerdist. 
But I'm that just doesn't matter. Oh, 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 shit about nerds. This has they, to be so written what? somewhere. Could be, no, yeah, yeah, no, no. They even had they even like had set photos of old actors. Who gives a shit? Continuity only exists if it comes out of source material. Indiana Jones just, doesn't have a source material. It, yeah, it has fucking the, movies. Three of them. Here. Not four. Um, regardless well, what about, of what, hey, what, what about young Indiana Jones? Yeah, that exists. That, that's yeah. fine. So that There's we we don't need to dwell on that whether or not he lives. I I, I that that's cool. But at the, what I'm saying is about the movie. Um, I think that they'd have to do yeah they'd have to do something where he like takes a step back and isn't the central focus of the movie. Um, yeah. But then again, if that happens, is it, it would have Jones? to be yeah. That's the thing because that ha- first of all that has to happen. I feel like. For it to be, you know, for me to take it seriously and for it to be enjoyable, it's just the, it's kind of the natural progression of the character. But at the same time, it has to be, the central point of the movie has to be someone super interesting and charismatic and you have to have that dynamic between them that would make it still feel like an Indiana Jones movie. Which, which, and I, I wonder what, how that would look. I mean, is Shia LaBeouf coming back? Which, because that doesn't sound interesting to me. Shia LaBeouf is. I'd rather have Short Round come back and be in this movie. Yeah, that would be cool. That'd be cool. Bring him back as like Donnie Yen. Bring back Short Round and have him immediately murder Shia LaBeouf, and and then be the central point of the movie. I like Shia LaBeouf actually. I don't like. I I don't dislike him either. I just don't. I well, no, I like him. Like I think he is great. I don't like any. I don't like how they used him as an actor, and I don't think he does either. And that's mm-hmm. why he kind of left acting for, since then. Because and that era shit about the movie, yeah, that, that era of Shia LaBeouf was like Shia LaBeouf's career is so fascinating. It's like even Stevens, Transformers, Indiana Jones, whatever. Like what was the Disturbia and just all these that was a fun movies. I thought it was lame. a cool movie. I liked it. Not if you've seen... Yeah, I know. I Rear have, window, I've seen I Rear Window. I and I still liked Disturbia. I've fun. seen Disturbia twice for some reason. Anyway. <laughs> the, I like those kind of movies. Um, yeah, like his career is so bizarre. And I don't feel like it ever suited who he actually like is or what he can do best. Like more recently he's been doing this weird comedic experimental art house stuff. It's just great. I, don't I used to love Even Stevens for, uh, for what? That was my favorite show as a kid. I watched yeah. it all the time. It was a good ass show. And I watched it recently, sort of, like a few years ago, and it was still pretty good. What would be, I mean, what the story would, I just, I'm, I'm thinking about like where, like what time frame it would take place. It would have to be in like the, you know, 60s, 70s, maybe. 70s, 60s, 70s. The Crystal Skull is almost 11 years old. Crystal Skulls was take took place in the fifties, so um, part time. I don't know. It, it's just it's just such a weird thing. I, you know, part if if a movie comes out and it's really awesome, then that would be cool. Mm-hmm. But I just I just worry about it. I'm I'm skeptical. Um, I think it could be good though. You know, but I feel like at the same time, if it's an Indiana Jones five with him being as old as he is, it's going to lose sight of what makes an Indiana Jones movie. I'm not watching Young Indiana Jones. I'm not watching the Next Generation. You know, like like that doesn't really work as that. Then becomes its own thing. Then it just becomes 
something different. You right. Know? Yeah. Indiana and, Jones is loved for its formula. Yeah, which which was uh, kind of world, you know, like globe trotting. Yeah. Just pulpy adventure. Yeah, I mean, and that, so, that was the core of Indiana Jones. That's why I'm thinking I don't need it anymore because it's not like I mean you bring up continuity. I, I don't need continuity. Fucking Nerdist. Wicked it's not Nerdist, head. dude. Yeah, no, seriously, Harrison Ford appeared in an episode of Young Indiana Jones as a 51-year-old Indiana Jones. And then later on, there was an old Indy that lived into the 90s. Ooh, Phil, taking right. us to school. Phil dug in. Phil just found it. bent us over and crammed the continuity up. All right, head. so there are some things where I care about continuity, and there are some things where it's like, well, the thing I like about this has nothing to do with continuity. Like, I don't really care what happens to Indiana Jones when he's 90. Like, his family's interesting, I guess, but that was, like, one thing, that yeah. was the biggest thing Crystal School did was, like, here's his family, and... He gets back together with the girl, and he had a son. It's like I don't know, dude. Well, I like Indiana Jones. Well, except for Last Crusade with his dad. That was that was perfect. Yeah. Here's, <laughs> the the thing that you're you, what you're talking about makes a lot of sense. You're talking about what when you when you watch the original original trilogy, not including Kingdom of the Crystal Skulls. What is it you're enjoying more? Is it the character or is it the formula that that makes the the movies great? Because if it's because you know it's it's the character to an extent. The character is is important, and obviously Harrison Ford does a great job at it, and has a lot of charisma, and you know his smart aleckness, and uh, which is great. But the the movies are just so full of, like we said, that kind of fun pulpy adventure that you know you would have seen in like comic strips and stuff back back in the you know thirties, forties, fifties, whenever. Mm-hmm. And, There's so much life in those movies. And when you take the character and put him in a situation where it's like he's old and it's in the 1960s or 70s, you're you know you may you may get some of the some of the magic that the character had, but then you also are losing the formula that made it great. So I don't sure. know. It, it's it's hard to say. It's hard to say if they can still keep the keep the magic. It's like. Indiana Jones are movies that have everything that you like about it within them already. Yeah. Like, the trilogy that exists, that's all I ever need, and I'll always remember it, and I can always revisit it, and, like, you don't, I don't need that to grow. I don't need another one. Mm-hmm. And then I got another one, and it sucked. So, so it's like... You know, I, I don't know. It's like it's like I don't need to see another adventure because I feel like they did it all. Like, yeah. Like it's not to say that you you can't be creative, but it's like if you're gonna make a new adventure movie, then make a new adventure movie. Make the fucking Uncharted movie. Make a or make you know some something like that that's really good, but doesn't need. Or to just be completely. Movie. It's hard for me to say this, but or just completely revamp it and have. You know, someone else take the mantle or something yeah, like that. I mean, something super, somebody super charming replace Harrison Ford. I don't know. Which is which is also hard for me to say because I don't necessarily want that. I'm just saying, if you're trying to make a movie that's true to to the Indiana Jones trilogy, then mm-hmm. you know, that's what, what does it look like? Because the Han Solo movie is coming out soon, and they're going to cast an actor to replace Harrison Ford. Well, they just use the same actor as like oh, some shit. some young oh, shit. God, that's Indiana like Jones. some sort of inception, I think. I think. 
same actor just playing a former Harrison Ford character in just both movies. Idiot. And then they'll have a fugitive reboot with that guy in it. It's oh, gonna God. be it's gonna be Scott Eastwood, and then I'm gonna use him for my good, the bad, and the ugly remake. And oh, he's just boy. gonna be the universal replaces everybody. Just be again. all the manly, masculine, yeah. Yeah. awesome characters from he'll be the diehard character anyway because he um, looks the part but he's only been in fucking rom-coms yeah. <laughs> so I don't know I just don't know what to think I, I love the series so much that it's just it's it's. I feel conflicted about it part of me wants to be really hopeful but I also want to be realistic at another time I'd care but this era of movie marketing has been so dark for me where it's just it's yeah. oversaturation of a franchise coming back. Yeah, and I I feel like if you took this if you took this and put it in another scenario where it wasn't like that the the current status of of Hollywood and Kingdom of the Crystal Skulls didn't happen, I would be more excited for it. But, oh yeah, but It'd be like huh? But just the the way things are now, it's hard to get excited for a sequel to a beloved franchise. I mean. Star Wars did did an amazing job at it, but Star Wars but had, it's a di- it's a very different type it, of it needed that yeah it like, needed that it needed it because there's so much story to tell. But also the big thing with Star Wars is that the money made it come out on top. Like there's there's like a lot of mega budget movies these days, but then there's like movies where the investment is so colossal that it's like it cannot fail. Like, and Star Wars is so massive, it was like Avatar, you know, like, and Avatar kind of sucked his movie, but it did its things well. Mm-hmm. Um, but the investment Disney put into Star Wars, they really had to make it work. Yeah, and it did. Um, and it captured the magic of the originals. Yeah. Which, you know, they're different types of movies, but I, I don't know. I want it to be good, but like you said, Phil, I... I am uh, holding back excitement for it because I want to yeah. be realistic. Cautious. Very cautious. cautious. Could be like the new Ghostbusters. Oh, yeah. Could, uh, oh, I don't know. God, why? Why? I why might even why? see it anyway. Or the new Ben-Hur remake. <laughs> Did you uh, see the trailer? No, I don't Fucking Morgan Freeman is wearing like dreadlock wig thing. What is it? Why is he doing that? Uh, it why is he doing so, that? It why is he doing so bad? Morgan, why, why did you do that, Morgan man? Freeman's why been you do so that, many bad movies lately. It's, he's, 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 um, what? He's London has fallen. I, I that, it was fun. Oh my god, terrible. Phil it saw was, London is fallen. Phil, Phil is confirmed voting for Trump. Fuck you. <laughs> I told my dad, my dad was like, uh, Johnny, you want to watch Olympus is Fallen? I went to it and I was like, no. It's a terrible movie. And so he's like, well, whatever, I'm going to watch it. He watched it. My mom hated it because he wanted to show it to her to get her to watch London Has Fallen. And he's just like, oh, you don't want to see London Has Fallen? And I kept, you know, making jokes because the movie is like super, super nationalistic or whatever. What do they Hell say? Yeah. They say, go back to fuck off a stand or something in the movie. It's like a line of dialogue. <laughs> <Yes>. with <Jennifer laughs> Butler. It's a terrible movie, but I really loved it. And. And was, uh, my dad said he was going to go see it. I was like, oh, dad confirmed voting for Trump. And he's like, no! <laughs> That's funny. Well, anyway, moving on. Um, let's talk about what we've been playing. Um, 
Phil, you've been you've probably been pretty busy with finals. You've been playing anything new? No, no, nothing new. I've been going back to the same games I've been playing for the past couple of weeks. Gotcha. I want to try to slowly but surely make my way through that backlog that I have. Your Resident Evil playthrough is going to be extended another three months. Yeah, another three months, probably. Well, unless I can somehow manage to get it done in a weekend. I've got a week to do it. Phil, you better do it, or I'm going to fucking kill you. Yeah. Sorry. Um, Johnny and I have been playing The Division, Phil. Yeah. Uh, quite a bit. Johnny much more than I. You guys um, seem to be loving it. I beat it. Yeah, Johnny beat it. I didn't beat it. I'm, a le- I'm leveled, almost level 10, I think. I didn't get to play much this week. Um... So let's talk about it. We talked. You talked a bit about it last week, mm-hmm. and uh, I didn't have a chance to play it yet. Yeah, you, you convinced me at some point between la- our last episode and a few days later to buy it, and mm-hmm. I did. And so far, I have just loved it. So, yes, um, yeah, I got to cap. I got to level thirty. Mm-hmm. Spent ninety five percent of the time playing that game, which was roughly thirty some hours or uh, forty hours. Um, with friends uh, in Skype calls, and it was so cool. And even when we were just with one or two friends, we'd do matchmaking. It was really smooth. Mm-hmm. Um, I yeah, there is. I don't know. There's there's just a lot to that game. Um, a so, lot of so, there's just a lot of really details. good good things about it. Mm-hmm. A lot of really small things that a lot of games don't get right. A lot of things about. we talked about last week were in this game. Yeah. Yeah, this, it was funny. The small details episode last week that we did, the, the little things. The Division gets so many of those right that it's incredible. And I don't know what games have done this since Metal Gear Solid 5 because I never really noticed it until now. But uh, Metal Gear did the headshot sound effect. Um, whether it be... Yeah, yeah. That's super satisfactory noise. And it plays, you know, it just plays in your ear from, like, a mile away, even if you snipe somebody. And it's just, like, so satisfying, even though it doesn't really make sense. Well, this game does that, and almost does it better. It's got, like, these... It's got these varying different super juicy headshot sounds. (laughs) And they just play right in your ear. They don't... They're not, like, in proximity to the rest of the gore noise, you know? like Real juicy. Yeah, you only really hear the, the headshots, and so, it, man. Yeah, it's... it's um, Also, just aside from... Just visually, it's one of... It might be the best game, best-looking game I've seen. Like, there are some just unbelievable... Uh, like, when, sometimes when, like, the sun is rising... You know, it's got a full day and night cycle. So sometimes when like the sun is coming up and it like peeks through the the skyscrapers and um, the the reflection details and stuff, just and the texture quality, it's pretty incredible. Um, you know, it's hard to say if it's the best looking game just because there's it's it's a different. It's the best looking online game I've ever, I've ever played. Yeah, that's the other thing. I mean, when you take into account the fact that it is an online game and. A lot of MMO elements, like the animation quality, and just the 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 visuals are are just fucking unbelievable. I love how you can close all of the open car doors. I close, I, I close so many doors. One time, I closed almost a whole street of of doors, just because I could. You can shoot them <laughs> closed too. With really? Your, with your pistol? Shit! I you can also know. shoot dogs. You can. I've I've wondered. I've never tried it though. Yeah, Jordan made a thing to uh, kill every dog he saw. What a piece of garbage! Mm. Yeah, he'd pull out his uh, pistol and just 
What a jerk. Yeah. Um, Putting him out of his out of misery. You talked last week about this, and I wanted to touch on it, about how the game does a really good job of, of telling the kind of world building. Mm-hmm. And I really like the way it does that. It, there's just a lot of little subtle things like people having conversations. Especially or, when you compare it to Destiny. Yeah. It's just like... That's what's most impressive to me is that the way this game handled so many of its things and I think the reason why it got delayed and the reason why it changed its image a little bit is because Destiny came out and changed it. Mm-hmm. Destiny came out and everybody bitched about it. And Ubisoft went, uh-oh, <laughs> our game plays like that. <laughs> and yeah. uh, they changed it because they clearly adapted to how Destiny made mistakes. Because Destiny had to learn from it and release all these patches and then release a 2.0, like, saying, no, the, yeah, the game is good now. Like, like it wasn't built for Endgame when, when it launched. And it wasn't built for adding on to. And it didn't have a good story. It didn't have a story. It didn't have... Uh, the repetition was insane. The world building was in an app, not in the game. Like, only through Peter Dinklage's voice could you get anything. Mm-hmm. It was terrible. <laughs> and so this game, you know, you can run around the world and you get cell phones that tell you, you know, about what's going on before the war. You, and you find missing agents. Mm-hmm. You, you have these little, like, detective scenarios, which I had no idea about before the game came out, where you do the echo things. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, the way it works, Phil, it's almost like the scenarios in, like, the Arkham games. Okay. You, there's these echo things that you'll find throughout the city and you'll get notified when you're close to one, and you go over to them and initiate them, and it brings up like a visual, um, a visual interface where you can see like a past event that happened, and it'll be squared off in the area where it happened, and you can go investigate certain people or objects and find out more about what happened. So, I like that. So in certain, like for example, one there was like a missing girl, and I was looking for her, so I had to go to these echo um, places and you know investigate find out who she was with last and this stuff and just little things like that the 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 characters are you know they're all right um they're kind of just silly cliches and stuff yeah they're pretty bad they're they're they're, they're they do what they're supposed to they're just really kind of there to further things along the, yeah, the dialogue is ham and yeah and it's it's not, and, and honestly, that kind of adds to the silliness of the enemies as well, because a lot of the enemies are really eccentric. They got Alex. Yeah. I hear that all. I, I've shot Alex so many times. Yeah. The shooting is so satisfying. Yeah, yeah. It really is. Like, that's one thing that I'll say um, that I was wrong about. I was just completely wrong about. Um, I watched beta gameplay and some some other stuff before the game came out, and watched some. You know, different scenarios where they were taking on a bunch of enemies as a group. And I thought that it didn't look very good. Like, it just didn't look like it would feel satisfying and it looked too bullet spongy. But I can safely say, when the, from at least the NPC characters, I'm sure it's different when you're doing player to player. But um, when, you're, when you're dealing with enemies that are of similar level to you, it doesn't feel that way at all. The scenarios are, I feel like they take just as much damage. Uh, as they should. It just kind of feels right in, in that game. It's not too much. It's not too little. Like, you're not, you know, popping off one shot and killing an enemy, in, mm-hmm. unless it's with a sniper rifle in the head. Yeah. That can happen sometimes, but... 
I feel like the scenarios are, are perfect for, for what the game is. Um, and they're all super fun. Yeah. I just like how there's a lot of different variety in the city. You know, you'll have situations where you're in like a small scale shootout just on a street or in an alley. And then some bigger ones like in a, you know, large intersection or in like a, um, like a park kind of area. There were some really cool shootouts in the main story and stuff. Like there were some notable hallway battles and battles from you're on one bridge and the enemies are on another bridge. And you're, there was one like you're in a tunnel underneath the city and you, you're like kind of on like this railing and then there's all these other guys like way far away that run across on their railing and they just start shooting at you. There's tons of guys. A lot of, a lot more variety than I expected. Yeah. Which is cool. I, I feel like it has a really good, level design mm-hmm. and um, just the uh, the main missions are really fun too like the places those take you are really cool like the I've only done a few but they're like the hospital one and there was one in like a, 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 a school that got closed down and um, or maybe it was just like a stadium type of thing but yeah they're all really fun There's, and they turned the subway into a morgue for all Ooh. the for all the dead wow yeah um, but yeah, it's it's excellent. I'm glad I played it. I'm glad I beat it. It's good. Now, moving on. Going to wait for the, the first raid comes out next month. I'll pick it up. But the best part about this is, is that there's no monthly fee. So you can get right back into it. Mm-hmm. That's nice. But there's something about RPG and shooter that I've always wanted to work. And when I first saw Borderlands, I was like, yeah. And then I played it, and I was like... Actually, I really liked the first Borderlands for a while, um, and then Borderlands Two came out, and I was that was a few years later, and I was just like, "Yeah, I'm really excited for this," and I bought it, and I never ever got into it. It was so boring to me, and I was so sick of that gameplay. I didn't enjoy it. Yeah, like I was not. I, I was not. Uh, I just wasn't into the into the. I played the first one, and I liked it. Didn't love it, but yeah, it just I, wasn't. It didn't. It wasn't what I wanted it to be. I guess. Yeah, and I and I thought the first one was cool from a more simplistic standpoint and mm-hmm. everything. And I don't know though. It, in the end, the game feel was pretty mediocre, um, and the shooting was boring. Like the RPG mechanics became too much based on numeric stuff. Yeah. And not on the shooter stuff. Whereas the division never leaves its shooter vibe. Right. And, and Destiny, I felt kind of did. Yeah. I, I, I didn't play Destiny, Destiny enough to know. Destiny plays like Borderlands. I didn't think that. Uh, and those games, they just don't have. To me, that I feel like uh, when I'm playing the division, there's so many times where I'm playing it, and I, f- I feel like something will happen, and I'll think to myself, "This is something I've always wanted." to be in a game mm. I just maybe didn't know it <laughs> like I, I wasn't able to to pick like a tangible thing like man I wish a game had this but I, I did want that and, you know and, and Division has a lot of that stuff it's like the perfect marriage of like an online shooter or sorry an online game that you play with friends a consistent multiplayer game and then also take, taking the, the cinematic and um, exciting experiences of a of a more linear single player game, like it's it's just a really good um, balance between the two. Yeah, the my favorite review said 
Uh, it's an excellent single-player game, it's a brilliant co-op game, and it's a fantastic multiplayer game, and they all blend yes. into one seamless transition. Like, you're constantly, without even really realizing it, instead of it go- jumping into another menu or going into an instanced map... Great. The interface is fucking great, by this the way. Is probably the best interface I've ever seen. Oh, it's, it's, it's the perfect. best. It's the best modern advancement in interface... Because it takes, like, the, the Splinter Cell Conviction. Did you ever play that? I played Splinter Cell Conviction. I didn't like that game as a Splinter Cell fan. But the text everywhere was was really weird. I like that. I liked it, it at the cool. time. Sort of. Not really. I, the more I played the game, the less I liked it. But but it was, a, it was interesting. Like, they just had big fucking words in places for no reason to tell you what the story was. Yeah. Um... But that idea of of having the words float and cleverly placed, you know, in the game world to, to convey stuff, like that's kind of more logically placed in this game. Mm-hmm. Like you have your your HUD is your, is this little floaty information that's behind you, like it's behind your player character. You got this mm-hmm. little thing that tells you your ammo and everything, and it like moves with you with your where your eyes are going to be. Like, so you don't even realize how brilliant it is until you think about it. It's because you just, you just follow it. It just makes sense. It's not just, it's not just plastered on the screen. It's on the character and it just moves with the thing you're watching and you don't even notice. And that's, that's a really good way to describe it because it's so good that you don't notice it. Like, it's so good that you don't realize you don't have to look somewhere else to find the information you're looking for. It's just right there. So I guess it's like it's really perfect um, because you just don't even worry about it. You don't even think about it. It's just there. They also thought of a lot of good things like you can compare like your weapon you have equipped to another weapon. But you can hit a button and compare it to the other weapon you have equipped. Which is like, thank God. Because some RPGs don't do that for some reason. Um, So there's a lot of little things that they do well as well. But then there's one big thing that they do. You craft a lot in the game, and you get a lot of stuff. And you turn like green level materials into blue ones, and then blue ones into yellow ones. Well, you have to go one at a time. It's a pain in the ass. I don't know why they did that. Just, they, they'll probably fix that, but yeah. Um, That's another thing I'm curious about. It. Um, I'm curious to see how this game evolves. Like, because cause there are some you know small criticisms and stuff that people have, and some bigger ones. I'm curious to see how they take the feedback and implement it because I feel like that's the real test of a game like this mm-hmm. is how they respond. They've to already it. done a really good. Yeah, job. and they, and there has been a lot of instances where they've done a really good job listening to the things that people criticize and and fixing them in a progressive way. I guess not. You know, some a lot of a lot of uh, studios they hear a complaint. And they overdo it in one direction, like or they or they hear the complaint and they hear the we want this, and then they do it, and it's like a terrible idea. Yeah, <laughs> they don't think about what it will do and impact the game later on. Um, but yeah, this game, uh, I, I just really really like it. It's um, what was I going to say? Oh, the sound design is also fucking yeah. just incredible. The gunshots and the explosions when you shoot one of the cleaners and they blow up. It's like just shakes the whole room it feels like yeah it's yeah it's it's just so fun i like to play that with the playstation vr yeah they're in i don't feel like it's at least not for me so far i i don't feel like it's it's gotten repetitive um i've had some similar scenarios but 
I've always had fun with them. Yeah, the, I it, I I did everything. I beat the game, and and I didn't feel burned out at all. And I know some people that at, they got to the point you were at, and they were totally done, totally mm-hmm. bored. So I mean, it depends on who you are. It depends on but who you are. I love Mass Effect 3's multiplayer, and I love Rainbow Six Vegas. And this game is a combination of the two of them. So yeah. great. <laughs> yep. Great. Cool. Um. So that's uh, that's our episode, guys. A little bit shorter this week, which is fine. Um, so thank you for listening, everybody. Um, I already gave the spiel earlier, so I don't need to. I guess that's it. Yeah. Thanks for listening.